Stand by for action. Hello, I'm Mr. Jim Moon from Hypnogoria.com and you're listening to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. Anything can happen in the next half hour. I love it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 72 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. I am Scott Copperman, one of your hosts based here in the United States of America, and it is my solemn duty to ask my co-host, all the way over in Great Britain, Mr. Eldon McManus, would you like some Cool Whip and Cherries as your final meal before <laughs> we record tonight's show? I... no, I don't like cherries at all. Oh. Sorry, (laughs) I'll I'll just have to go hungry, I'm imagining. That's right, you'll just have to record no final meal for you before today's show. That's rubbish! You should be allowed a final meal, sorry. (laughs) Definitely. Well, as as our Facebook friends know, uh, and our Twitter followers know, Elton has been soliciting ideas of what people would like for the last meal, and that's going to be one of today's topics, as we jump full force here into, I guess... I would think of it as Season 3, but you would call it Series 3, correct? Of An Apotheosis of Bombast? Yeah, there was a... I remember when Lost first came out, and there was a big battle between is it going to be called a season or is it going to be called a series? But I like Year 3, to be honest. But we'll we'll work out the the arguments later on. I think actually, given the theme of today's show and and the actual date, that this is actually the final final show of of Series or Season 2. So okay. it's a little more fitting. This is the your final me- meal here as we close out season two. And if it won't be Cool Whip and Cherries, we'll have to figure out uh, what it's going to be. Mm. But we do have an abundance of links for you guys today, which we'll be talking about some other stories and, and bits of news. So please, as always, make sure you take advantage of the website, which is bombastpodcast.podbean.com. Make sure you... Take a visit to the Facebook page if you have Facebook. Uh, we will have a lot of links kind of posted up in there. And and enjoy, because you know, there's only so much we can actually get into or describe verbally. But trust me, this is one of those days where <laughs> if you've got some time to kill, there's a lot of things to be uh, digging through here. Yeah, there's quite a few links that you've managed to rustle up. The only, I- the only reason that I've come up with this idea is... I just saw a um, something in the Telegraph recently. I can't even remember when it was actually posted, but it, it just got my brain ticking on, you know, what would my final meal be, and I was interested in, to see if anyone else would like to join in on that. So, have you got any ideas what your final meal might be? Uh, no, you know, I I think I'm I'm afraid of messing it up. If you know what I mean, like it's it's kind of like. Oh, oh no! I don't want that. Oh oh. Yeah. My my, uh, my shrimp's a bit dry. Can I please have some more? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, as doing a little bit of research for today's show, I found that there are definitely guidelines in in different spots and all. And it's funny there uh, was an episode of the Black Dog podcast that came out just okay. just this week, and uh, the title is I think it's Four Fried Chickens and a Coke, and I was. Yeah. I was sure that that was a, an associated theme, <laughs> because actually, if uh, if I do remember some of these final meals, that that is someone did request that as a final meal. Really? Yes. Four pieces of fried chicken, mashed potatoes, two pints of ice cream, one bacon cheeseburger, and two vanilla cokes. Cool. That's just up oh, here. Uh, offender number two six seven from the state of Texas, who was executed on. May 9th, 2002, requested four pieces of fried chicken and two Cokes. Oh, see, yeah. So I saw that, and I saw the title of the podcast, and I was oh, we, by a week. We missed it by a week. But, uh, that would have been an awesome title as well. <laughs> but since they nicked it, then, you know, it was a rubbish title. I'm glad we didn't choose That's that right. one. But, oh, and if you guys don't already listen to the Black Dog podcast, it's, it's highly recommended. And it's not about uh, <laughs> last meals. It's not about dogs or chicken or anything like or that. Coke. It's a wonderful podcast. Just go and download it and listen to it. Yes. Speaking of that, actually, I um, I nearly bumped into Darren from the Black Dog pod- uh, podcast uh, this weekend. Just gone. 
and if he is listening, I apologise wholeheartedly. It was one of them situations where we was walking down the road. I went with my family to a, a restaurant, and it's literally round the corner from where he lives and where I used to live. And I saw a guy that looked like Darren, but I wasn't too sure, and he had earbuds in as well, so I didn't really want to go up to the guy and go, hi, and it not turned out <laughs> to be like him at all. Because I, I can't be asked to make an ass of myself anymore. I really can't. Well, you've met him. It. You've met him in person before, correct? Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been out through. I went to his birthday bash at the end in September last year, and a couple of weeks, possibly a month or two before that as well, I went for a drink with him and his missus, which was all good. But I just didn't want to make a plank of myself that uh, at the weekend just gone. So I, I looked at him. It could be. And walked past, and then I I did the turn round thing and looked at the people behind me, and you know was checking to see if it was him. I'm mm-hmm. just no, it, no, it can't be. Is it? No, it can't be. And then he just uh, stormed off over the road. I'm like, oh, oh no, missed my chance. Damn. So when we sat down in the restaurant, I sent him a quick text just to see if it was. And it, yeah, it was. Oh, Damn. Well, Fools. let me ask: are, are you a drop-by kind of person now? Like everybody knows someone who says, "Oh, you know, you're going to. Uh, are you at the the game the other day? Oh, I live just two blocks around the corner. Next time you're there, give me a call or stop by. Are, are you one of those people who will um, tend to take someone up on that offer? We have done. I. Sometimes I think. I I think but, the circumstances have to be perfect for me. You know, if I, I and and it's it's a weakness on my part, but that I, I'm, I'm quick to fun, to go. Oh, now's not a good time, or oh, you know, it's I always and not because I don't want to visit someone unless they're the closest to friends. It's it's more just kind of a a fear of imposing or oh they didn't really mean that. And, yeah, we've done it before, definitely. We've phoned people up. We've actually taken a dirty big bowl of pasta around people's houses as well and said, right, we're coming round. We're bringing this round. Um, you've got no choice. And they're like, oh, okay, brilliant. And it turns out to be a good evening. That's good. But sometimes I, I've also had it where my friends are turning around. You, you never phone when you turn up, so could you phone, please? Oh, oh wow. Okay. Thanks wow. for that. Cheers, man. <laughs> It's it's a bit you know gets you down a little bit when it happens. I, yeah. I find. I think sometimes of um, a big destination like if you were to go to to Disney World or if you were to go to um, to New York City or or like where I live, even it's um, there's landmarks reasonably close that people will tend to go to, and and they will probably have their own agenda. So you don't really have to worry about them deciding that you're going to be the point of the trip, you know, so you can kind of say, oh, when, you know, when you, next time you're down there, you know, give us a call and we'll stop by, we'll try to get together or something. Mm. But now, for example, like um, Walt Disney World in Florida, there's, there's a whole bunch of people we know casually who live in that area. There's uh, the guys from Geek Squared podcast. There's, um, there's a, uh, a bunch of simply syndicated people who live kind of in that Orlando area. And then as you expand it, really what's not a, a very large distance you add in like a whole other wave of people and uh yeah, like, how I have you to can s- choose and I, and I have to say even like if i were to go down it just um i don't know like i yes extend invitations have been extended but i i also know even um like i i had someone i, I work with internationally they were in the united states and they said, oh, you know, I'm in town for four or five days. We should try to get together. And oh, okay, maybe we can try to meet somewhere for lunch. But it's really not that close. It, what ended up being like a two and a half hour ride for me to go and meet them somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's and not it, around the corner though, is it? No. And and then it was, I think it was a day it was raining really hard. And I, I kind of was waffling a little bit on, I knew it was someone I would probably never really see again. So I should try to go and, and meet with them. But I was tempted to kind of bail, and as I extended that hint, they were saying, "Oh, I'll I'll come. For, I'll drive 
three hours, so you only have to drive one. I'll drive four hours, so you only have to drive a half. And, uh, I don't well, if know. If they're going to drive four hours for you to drive half hour, they might as well drive the the rest of the way. Yeah, well, even that, but th- but it but a um, convenient casual meeting now becomes like there was a buffer zone. I I didn't want it to be so close. <laughs> I wanted to be able to say, well, I got a long ride back, so it's you know, let's keep it short. Yeah. And the it, couch it was... is looking nice and firm, which <laughs> I can sleep on. <laughs> well, you know what it is, is is they had been in New York for business, New York City, which is adjacent to, it borders the state of New Jersey, and mm-hmm. and on a map, New Jersey's tiny, and it's not a very big distance, and even in a straight line, say it's, uh, it would be like a, an hour and a half, two hour ride, but of course nothing's straight, so you have to follow the road, so now it gets to be two, two and a half hours between point A and point B. So you could still kind of meet in the middle, but then there's the reality of well, there's traffic. So, like for example, New York City, you can get really close to New York City, and then that last five miles is going to take you forever to make. Yeah. Or yes, you could take a train, but you know I don't really live near a train station, so that's a, a trip to there, and it just um, I feel bad about it because I I would hope that my kids grow up to have that kind of relationship and I hope would hope people feel comfortable with me to say like oh yeah we wanted to stop by or next time give me a call but but I'm definitely not a take advantage of that kind of person and no I also like the idea of people just wandering up and knocking on my door and just coming in whenever they want and it happens quite a lot around here to be honest it never used to happen when we used to live in London but they're all local people right you know you're not getting people driving you know from two hours away oh I was no I'm en route, and I decided to just pop in. No, no, it's more people in the village, which is cool, and I really like that. But when we lived in London, we were you know, close to everyone, let's put it like that, and mm-hmm. still didn't happen. My brother would pop round every now and again, and his sister would pop round every now and again. That was about it. Yeah, I, I would like that. And we were talking about New Year's in the last podcast, and that was... That was what we wanted New Year's Eve to be. We wanted to be able to just say to people, hey, our door is open. If you're going somewhere back and forth, you know, just stop by. You don't have to be here for midnight. We're just going to have too much food. <laughs> and we'll have the TV on and music playing and the kids will be awake just playing with their toys. Stop by if yeah. you want. Uh, we ended up not doing that. We ended up going to someone else's house. But... Um, and partly out of fear that we would do that, and then nobody would come, <laughs> or the yeah, that, or the wrong person would come. That's <laughs> oh, we didn't really mean to invite you. Well, yeah, you, yeah this food, brilliant. Well, that, I'm that here was, all night. That was a discussion that uh, Marianne and I had had, I guess, two nights ago, unrelated, but just we were talking about there's kind of who who are our friends and who are like people we know because they're the kids' parents or friend of a friend kind of thing and that was kind of the the defining element was like well would you invite them somewhere or would you feel like you'd had to invite them to the house <laughs> if on new year's would you have wanted them to come or would you have hoped they wouldn't have accepted the invitation yeah i think everyone's had that sort of uh chat with their loved ones really haven't they yeah, yeah. just uh, uh okay I, I like that person but i can stand them for an hour not for the whole weekend though please yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. One other thing I found out at this meal, uh, we went to an Italian restaurant uh, mm-hmm. for my dad's birthday, and during we were talking about random stuff and conspiracies popped up again for some bizarre reason, and uh, I, I've learnt that my mum isn't sure whether we actually went to the moon or not. She's got that doubt in her head now. She's always believed it, and now she's going through that little period where it's, um, okay, I've seen a couple of programs on it now, and maybe they didn't go to the moon. Oh, <laughs> we wow. were all just sat there going, really? Uh, okay, what, what do we do with this information? Because either everyone in the world is wrong, or my mum's wrong. <laughs> so is my mum wrong, or is it everyone else in the world? I I may have seen the show that she's thinking of. There's one going around where there's um, like two or three people who claim to have worked for NASA, and you know, 
it's so impossible because of the technology and all. She may have seen a bit of piece of that, or may have been referenced, but I don't know. I, I I don't know what you can do. There's the ones that refute the the claim that they've never been to the moon. They're almost overly preachy. That that's tough to watch those too. It is, yeah. But they, it's like programs like Loose Change as well, where they put such a a good spin on stuff. Mm-hmm. It. It is so believable, and if you have very little knowledge of a, a subject, or you're interested in getting into a subject... Yeah, or you want to believe. Yeah, that's... then you can latch onto it, and it you can just let it filter into your mind. But The, the show I'm thinking of was one of the few where, for all the things they said, they avoided that crazy one that just totally undermines the credibility. And I think mm. we've been talking about it a little bit in uh, past episodes. And I even I have a friend on Facebook who she posted a picture of um, her baby walking and it had these like orbs kind of flip by, like dust bunnies or fuzz things kind of float by. And she's like, there, there's ghosts in my house, kind of playfully. Yeah. And I, I just said, you know, I've seen too many of the those like ghost hunter shows lately that are so over the top that you just you you can't even suspend your disbelief for a minute because you're like okay I'll believe that uh oh okay I'll I'll take a chance on that one too and uh, okay you should stop now cuz you're starting to lose me and yeah. no no I just now that's too much I refuse to believe that and I I've seen that happen with so many of these conspiracy things um the Jesse Jesse the Body Ventura the pro wrestler who was a governor of Minnesota wouldn't have he, a clue no, but he has a special a TV show now called right. like Conspiracy Theory or something, and there's the same kind of thing. It's the first 15 minutes of it. They throw out these little bits like, oh, there's an animal uh, mutation plant in off the coast of New York, and all these different things that you didn't know about. And now he's just being silly. Mm. <laughs> like, yes, you're you're using stock footage of an old uh, 80s TV show and claiming the police are following you. Yes, I get it. Okay, we're we're done here. But there was one uh early we haven't been to the moon TV show that I had seen where they said things that that you you know in your heart just aren't right or they're leaving bits out, but they never really crossed that line to where you were just, "Oh, it's just rubbish. Forget it." <laughs> so it may be that she's been exposed to just just that hint of doubt without someone saying Ronald Reagan was never alive either. He was just an animated uh, Disney character. Yeah. We we were talking about lots of things. Uh, uh, People going to the moon. We were talking about JFK and it was just normal chit chat at at a dinner table just to see what other people thought about it. But um, then we uh, spoke about the Paul McCartney one that we spoke about in our conspiracy episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone went, really? Never heard that. So Paul McCartney's dead, and it got people's mind thinking. So I think if you're in the right frame of mind and you're in the right situation, then sometimes you can be just lured into them ever so slightly. Mm -hmm. And then I think you have to take a step back and think about it. No, no, the royal family isn't 10-foot lizards from outer space. No. There's Maybe a, not. There's one starting to gain momentum now that Michael Jackson is not dead. That his death was oh, fake yeah. because he was losing so much money and, and he's worth so much more now dead than alive. And he's escaped all his troubles and he was a recluse anyway. And But hasn't that happened from uh, Kurt Cobain, uh, what's his name, Tupac, Biggie, Elvis Presley, John Lennon, everyone like that. Yeah, and you're you're not going to exhume the body, so it'll never be refuted other than just, no, that did not happen. No. See, there was, did you see the um, the picture of a monster or a, a beast caught in a deer trap? There was a al- little alien thing we had talked about once. Was it an alien thing? No, it was, it, it was a couple of months ago, I'd say. Hang on, let me find it first. I know... There's two two things it. I think we've talked about before. One was, or there was the Montauk monster, which is it's like a 
hairless dog or rabid dog. Like, it was something sick. And this was actually part of that Jesse Ventura thing that it, it... it came from the area where they were doing animal experiments and could it have escaped and all and whatever it was. It just seemed to be the consensus seems to be like a, it's just a sickly creature that because then they're in the water and washed on shore, their hair falls off and it just looks freaky. Is that a thing found on a rock with its tongue hanging out? I think, uh, I think so. There was laying on its back. It could be. I think I know what one you mean. Yeah. And then there was one we had talked about. I know we, talked about on shared it on twitter once i think we made it to the podcast it was like uh in texas or in mexico it was a smaller little critter like a a little alien it's like a mummified alien i think someone had found it in like a mousetrap or something and then it looked like it could have been a hairless monkey or (laughs) some freaky little thing too right i'm going to send you this link through for this just have a look at this all right it's the freakiest picture ever now, I think this has just been put down to Photoshop skills. It, it was a... Um, the story goes, the hunter had set up a deer stand camera in the woods. When he came back to check on it, the camera was broken, but the memory card was intact. Taking a look at the memory card, he found this photo, which is creepy as hell. What else does it say? Personally, I see one of two options. Either the hunter has great imagination and decent computer art skills or someone decided to play an interesting prank on the guy it is one of the freakiest things you'll ever see but it it does look like just a guy laying, uh, lounging around on the floor <laughs> alright it's coming now I have four copies of that five copies of that page opening up so <laughs> you know how that is freaky image captured in the woods near Baton Rouge Louisiana that does look photoshopped to me. But it's it's a great little image, though, I think. Yeah. All this little monster in in the woods. It's brilliant. It, I think maybe ten years ago this would have blown up a bit bigger. But now with all the Photoshop skills that everyone has. Yeah. I think it looks great. But we were sitting down having a look at it. Maybe, you know, the guy's wearing swimming goggles and that's why the eyes are reflecting so well. Yeah, we'll put that on. I'll send you um, the ones that I was just referring to before. Unfortunately, it comes from uh, a variety of different sites, so they're in different languages. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure this works. This should be the alien baby captured in Mexico. I'm not going to get scared about this, am I? It's a freaky-looking picture, but you can't read it at all because oh. it's in German. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, i got shivers down my spine. <laughs> Wow. Alien baby found in Mexico. The test results are out. Mexican TV announced in 2007 that an alien baby was found alive by a farmer in Mexico. Now it has been two years since it was found and scientists finally announced the results of their tests on the alien baby. The creature indeed resembles nothing like humans. According to the scientist's report, the alien baby can stay underwater for a long time. It has the skeleton of a lizard, has the rootless teeth, which are totally unlike human's teeth, However, it does have some joints similar to human. The brain of the alien baby is huge, particularly the rear section, which makes scientists believe that the creature had a very high intelligence. How do they know it can stay underwater for a, a huge amount of time? Has it got gills? I don't know. This is, um... How do they... How, why can people come out with crap like that? And just... Okay, well, I found this alien star child, and he can fly four meters off the ground. He can also levitate every now and again. There's um, there's a TV show called Ancient Aliens. It's on the History Channel now because apparently history is all about aliens. And they do these <laughs> like one hour and two hour specials. And it, just like I was saying before, there's about 15 minutes of kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then it's ruined by 35 minutes of experts, quote unquote, saying how uh, this should be and... and we see proof of this here and how can people not believe that a battery was created in in this culture or the Mm. the biggest thing is they'll they'll take like a you know like a mayan statue and it looks kind of like it could be a guy in a spaceship and all you're like oh that's kind of cool and then there's a (laughs) a cave painting of a bird and they're like you know and here's a spaceship here well that just looks like a bird 
Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't have birds in them days, did they? No. Just dinosaurs. But there's a, there's a Greek <laughs> guy, and I can't think of his name. He has... Uh, his hair is straight up. It's So it looks like he's got a giant forehead, because he basically takes his hair and hairspray and jacks it all the way straight up like uh, uh, Buster Poindexter used to look. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything to you. But basically, he's got perpetual bedhead. Like, he just takes his hair and puts it all straight up, and it all stays up. And, I mean, he's an idiot. He He's, <laughs> like, the things he says are just, like, scary. And and it's, it ruins the fact that you want to believe, and you just can't. I think they make their hair crazy just to be taken more serious and then ridiculed at the same time. I don't know. Anyway... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so about this uh, moon thing, drawing like a close to it anyway. So is my mum correct or are we all correct and my mum's wrong? In your opinion. I know we've done this before anyway, but who cares? In my opinion, we've been to the moon. So you say my mum's wrong? Yes. But I do think that's a pretty awesome movie that we had referenced, that Capricorn 1 or whatever mm-hmm. is where they... Talk about faking the Mars landing. Hmm. But I don't know. You think maybe it's a generational thing that because she comes from a time when, uh, you know, like my kids right now would sit there and be like, oh, yeah, Boone, sure, we can do all kinds of things. But to her, it was so far-fetched and impossible. No, I, she, I don't think that. I think it's more just getting caught up in the moment and... Just having a, a bit of doubt every now and again. Everyone's allowed that, aren't they? Everyone goes through the period where, oh, maybe 9-11 was an inside job and maybe the Titanic is still floating around somewhere. Or oh, it was used as a um, military vessel and its sister sunk. It's, it's just little stories and every now and again you have this little moment of doubt. You go, uh, could be. No. And that's it. I, yeah. I have more pressing issues, though, to be okay. honest, which I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to ask it on a live show, but we, we haven't got one planned just yet. But what way do Lego Man's hands go? Uh, what do you mean? Oh. Which way should you... Like, the cup should be... Yeah, a Lego Man's make it C hand... C or U kind of thing? Yeah, a Lego Man's hand is the, uh, the little stick that goes in the arm, and you've got this little U shape on the end, haven't you? Mm-hmm. But you also have, it has a certain shape to it. It's curved on one side and it's flat on the other side. Yes, I think the curve should be on the bottom and the flat should be the top. Good man. Because I've, I've met these crazy people that think the curve should go on the top. That's wrong. And that's worried me for a little while. I'm, am, I, am I wrong? But no, you've can, you've sorted it out for me. Thank you very much. Awesome. You can just do that with your own hand. You can make the little C shape, and you're like, oh, the thumb and pointer finger make a flat line, and your pad of your hand and the pinky make a it curves. Curve. Yeah, but I've had I've met these people. They're out there, and they've said that the hand should go the other way. <laughs> What's the matter with these people? They're simple. Oh well, I'm glad that's resolved anyway. So, <laughs> should we move on to other pressing matters sure okay last week when we uh, recorded we had a uh, fish and birds dying didn't we yes since then or literally as we got off the the skype to each other we've had two million fish found dead in maryland uh i don't know if you heard about this or not but it just seems like a an, another another apocalyptic scene and I think these are going to come uh, quicker and faster the, uh, the closer we get to 2012. Two million fish is quite a lot of fish. You know, and it doesn't really... It got a little bit of attention, but it hasn't really stirred up paranoia. So it almost almost makes me think it's... Well, it's not. But I could see it being viral marketing for some upcoming film or... Oh, that'd be you know, wicked. It's the, it's the kind of fake news story that you or fake website you would find out about, and then coming soon, apocalypse twenty twelve, and you know you you find out that th- this stuff isn't really happening at all. It's 
it's just a teaser for a movie. But that'd be brilliant to use the the media and the news in that way to publicize your movie. That would be brilliant. I'd love that. Well, and because it's, I mean, it's it's obviously really happening, but there's there's no harm to someone. It's not like you're blowing up a building. It's not like you're. This all seems to be happening without impact. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could see it's that ideal kind of thing. So if someone has a movie, they're probably like, yeah, it's perfect. People are thinking it's for us. Yeah, I'm trying to work out why these fish actually died. I think it's just due to the temperature, very cold waters. That's what they're saying, and they're just not healthy. It just seems strange that it's it's instant and in such large mass, you know, that that it's not like, oh, two fish today. Five fish tomorrow, seven on Thursday. Mm, I wonder if... No. Yeah, because I suppose if a fish swims into cold water, they're going to be like, oh, okay, it's freezing. What way do we go? Because you can't see the front of the warm or the cold water, really, can you? Unless it's uh, in, like, a tidal formation. I'm talking balls here, sorry. No, I I hear you. I know what you mean. Mm. But anyway, yes, we're slowly creeping towards 2012 in that story again. Did you have other news or? Uh, a man shot in the head sneezes out his bullet. An Italian man who was shot in the head by a stray bullet during the New Year's Eve celebrations is recovering after sneezing out the bullet came through his nose. <laughs> Darico something, 28, was hit in the temple by a .22 caliber bullet while wandering with his girlfriend through Nepal's, reports the Daily Telegraph. The bullet went f- straight through the side of his head behind his eye socket and lodged in his nasal passage, but incredibly did no serious damage. He was taken to hospital in an ambulance, but while waiting to be seen by doctors, he sneezed and the bullet shot right out of his right nostril. (laughs) Have you had any food come out your nostrils before? The the worst thing I've had is tea come out my nostril. Yeah, I think I've had the occasional you laugh and milk comes out kind of thing. Yeah. That's horrible, though, isn't it? It's just yes. liquid going the wrong way through your, your passages. <laughs> yeah, that's just not right. It's like a nose colonic. But I, I know my, my granddad had a pee come out of his nose once, laughing too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Jay once, when he was a baby, had guess he had found like a dried up pee and somehow it ended up in his nose, but then the moisture made it expand. Oh, We had to take him to the... Uh, to the doctor's office to get it taken out. Oh, brilliant. See, that's a, that's a topic for um, another show. What foreign objects have we found in bodies? <laughs> there must be a list somewhere. If if any of the ladies and gentlemen listening now can find a list of foreign objects found in people's bodies and you know, send it our way to bombastpodcast at gmail.com <laughs> and we'll definitely go through that. And yeah, uh, my last story is a row over a sculpture of a squatting cop. Police chiefs have criticised an artist who created a life-size sculpture of a female riot cop relieving herself on the floor. (laughs) The sculpture shows a female officer wearing a helmet, body armour and a baton squatting with her combat trousers around her knees while a realistic looking puddle on the floor. It's a very, very good um, model. It must be a waxwork, and the link I've sent you only has one picture, but I've seen various pictures of this, and it looks wicked. It looks awesome. She's just literally squatting with her hands on her knees in like a crouchy sort of situation, and there's a big puddle on her floor, and there's... Why? I don't know. I don't know what it symbolises. It's just art, though, isn't it? Or is it art? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what does it What does it mean? What does it mean? I, I know women need to go for a wee every now and again. So do gentlemen, but it doesn't represent anything, does it? It must. I mean, there must be a reason for the choices of different things, but, I mean, it may just be a fetish. So, so, somebody's fooling around with a, a sex doll or something. And, what are mm. you doing? Uh, making a sculpture? Yeah, she's squatting, really. <laughs> Honestly... What's going on? Uh, <laughs> you know, represents stuff. Yeah. And what are you doing with my riot gear? Simply a work of art. I don't know. Maybe it's more... Um, obviously, you do get riot cops, which are female. 
but maybe it's more a symbolization of the the riot cop which is female and the need of her to go to the toilet in a rioting situation i don't know maybe it would be better if she'd been surrounded in guys like blocking her and standing and pointing no no f- with their backs to her uh. so they're protecting her while she has a little widow and tear gas being lobbed in hanging from a string uh, you know what? I, I'm also intrigued by the website this comes from. Why is commenting only available from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m.? Like, like <laughs> on your way out the door, turn off the website. <laughs> like, Isn't that to stop so spamming bizarre. though? And someone probably sits there, going, "Okay, uh, yes." And they filter oh, we out. We got the one. Oh, oh, we got one. Possibly, yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, it's it's a definitely a bit of quirky news. Yeah, but that's that's the news I've got, so I don't know if you want to roll on to the main feature. Yeah, I had uh, something, we'll save it for a future episode, so we can invest some time here in the the final meal Okay. as we bring season series two to close. Any any meals that jump out at you that you go, oh, okay, because it, it seems like the final meal request is cheeseburger and chips heavy. Well, you know, what we have here in the link sections, we have um, the state of Texas released the the final meal requests of 310 executed prisoners over um, basically a 21-year period from 1982 to 2003. It used to be on, on the main website. Uh, I think they still do release a lot of stuff, but they don't release that anymore. This is from an, an archive page. And so it lists... The offender's name, Texas Department of Corrections number, the date of the execution, and their final meal request. It does not necessarily mean that's what they got. And there are some, some crazy things in there, um, like a 19-course meal, <laughs> two chili dogs, two chili cheese dogs, two cheeseburgers, two orders of onion rings with French dressing, turkey, salad with French fries, chocolate cake, apple pie, butter pecan ice cream, egg rolls, one peach, three Dr. Peppers, jalapeno peppers, ketchup and mayonnaise it, it's i don't know if it's a request to to stall or be difficult i'd imagine there's a lot of stalling involved there see uh there's lee medcalf from uh the black dog podcast he put on our facebook page he wants ten thousand individual grains of rice that need to be eaten individually each chewed 20 times <laughs> if that's not a stalling tactic i don't know what is well you know there's some other links that we'll have in the show notes that talk about whether someone can request anything. And like the state of Virginia, it says has a 28 day rotating menu, kind of like a school cafeteria menu. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so on the first of the month is chicken Parmesan and the second of the month is fettuccine. Third is chili. And so prisoners are limited to one of those 28 choices. So, you know, you don't get to to request anything. They said um, in the state of Florida, your last meal cannot cost more than $40, and it has to be something that can be purchased locally. That's fair enough. In the state of Texas, which is where we're, we have this big list from, they do try to accommodate requests, but um, it, they will substitute for convenience. So it says when, a subs- when an inmate requests filet mignon, the chef will instead cook up a uh, hamburger steak mm. because that's what they have. And also, like, someone requested 24 tacos, and the chef makes four. Because I didn't have 24. Yeah, or just that it's not not reasonable. Of course it isn't. You're not going to eat 24, are you? In Virginia, the food has to be served at least four hours before your final meal. I wonder why that is. I'd imagine it depends on the actual execution itself. I don't know. I'm looking at um, some, some memorable things here. Tennessee convict... Philip Workman requested that a pizza be distributed to the homeless in Nashville, so he forfeited his final meal. But the prison officials refused to do that because they said that you know the the public is paying for his final meal, and it's not right for the prison to decide to use public money to make a charitable donation. So that was that was curious. There was someone else who asked for an unpitted olive. Yeah, I read this one. Yeah. So that when when they were buried in the ground, perhaps an olive tree would 
grow from inside them. <laughs> <laughs> really? See, how many apple trees and other trees would we have grown out of graveyards if that was true? Yeah. We'd have so many. Yeah, there are things... There's a guy, uh, an Arkansas convict who had brain damage from shooting himself in the head after killing a police officer, ate his final meal of steak, fried chicken, and cherry Kool-Aid, but famously said he's going to save his pecan pie for later. <laughs> there's a, a, another link we have here. And, you know, there's a lot of leaked documents, apparently, and I don't know if, how real some of these things are, but this is supposedly... The Oklahoma Oklahoma City bomber from oh geez I guess this is almost ten years ago n- Timothy McVeigh ninety three wasn't it Christ nine eleven is nearly ten years ago yeah all right well whatever it is it's uh, there was a set of um, of of guidelines for his final meal so there was a, a animal protection group though was trying to force Timothy McVeigh to have a vegetarian dinner for his last meal. They didn't want did not want him to be allowed to have one more life that he took. Oh. Nonviolence begins at the table, said the group. Nineteen April nineteenth, nineteen ninety five. Oh wow. There we go. Inmates are allowed to select within reason the food that is prepared provided it does not contain alcohol, tobacco, or illegal substances. If they so choose, they may select meat. Can we just go through a, a couple of the suggestions that we've been given, even sure. on Facebook? Uh, obviously, Lee said about the the grains of rice. Uh, Anthony James from the Scattercast podcast, he said, lashings and lashings of ambrosia custard. And then I think he changed it to spicy food after that. <laughs> uh, we also had... Um, we, have, we had a letter. Oh, that means we get to... Hang on. It's your letter. Yeah, we get to use it. Um, we had a, a an email from Andrew Dickerson, who's your FN on Twitter. He said, uh, hi guys, my last meal would be either lime cheesecake, which is his favourite dessert of all, uh, toad in the hole with mash, or maybe Hunter's chicken. You ever heard of Hunter's chicken? No, I don't think so. He says it's butterfly chicken breast with bacon, cheese, and smoky bacon sauce with spicy wedges. Spicy. I, yeah, I think I, I might have to have something spicy just to pee off the people who exhume my body afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I would I would waste it thinking I could beat the system somehow and be like, yeah, I heard um, a few have a lot of jalapenos it contradicts the the drug or i don't know i i think i'd be desperate in those final stages and grasping at straws and yeah and i wonder if if you can really enjoy it i mean i guess i mean you're, you're gonna die and some people are just so sick and twisted that they can they can be that way on their way to death and be sitting there licking the spoon and mmm delicious but just knowing, like, when you don't have your homework done and you're in school and you feel sick to your stomach or you're just, you lose your appetite, I can't imagine sitting there and being like, oh, yeah, lobster. Mm. Hands will be shaking. Yeah. Be really worried. If you are on death row and you're listening to this, I'm really sorry, by the way. But you know, send us an email. Let us know what you're going to be having. Um, but I'd, I'd imagine your your hands will be shaking and you you'd be... Tasting each mouthful very slowly and just, mm, okay, this is the last time I'm ever going to put rice in my mouth. Or You know what, though? I, I think the movies paint a picture that way because it's, it's always about the unjust executions and such. But I, I think that there's such a length to the process that the majority, I mean, how many people really get executed anyway? But the, yeah. that there's pretty much resigned to it. You know, I've killed 15 policemen. I've gone through 17 appeals. I've been in prison since 1986. Uh, I, I've been on death row for six years. Hmm. I, I think it's almost kind of like a resigned, not that you enjoy it, but <laughs> but that you, uh, you're, you're probably not as fearful at that point. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it hits you at the last minute. 
Yeah, but you wouldn't wash your last meal down, though, would you? No. Lean back, burp, and tap your belly and go, oh, that was lovely. Okay, you can take me out now. And four hours later, you're you're in a box. I would assume they bring it to you and they leave you alone. It would suck if there's someone over your shoulder going, are you done yet? I, like in the restaurant, can I take that for you, sir? <laughs> Standing <Hold> over you. <laughs> yeah. Come on, take the last little mouthful. <laughs> And even that, when you think of what you see in the movies and such, there's always a... The warden is usually someone non-compassionate and spits in your food, refuses to give you something to eat. I wonder if in real life it's it's a little more of a bonding and kind of... Sure, would you like a refill? That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah I, don't, your time. I don't think there'd be any spitting in food at all. I think that would be... Uh, yeah, spitting in food's wrong anyway, by any stretch of imagination. But we all know it happens in these fast food restaurants, and I, even like the Oklahoma bomber, do you reckon they spat in his food? Well, I don't know. If one of the things said a lot of times, the chef is another prisoner, and so if it's someone from a rival gang or yeah, you know, that they just don't care for. But surely the, the the people running the prison would know that anyway. They'd know there'd be tension. They'd know that, that maybe they'd bring uh, someone else in to cook it or have their yeah. sous chef cook it. You would hope. <laughs> Do they have sous chefs in prison? I don't know. I don't even know what a sous chef is. It's just another chef. I don't know. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I'd like Gordon Ramsay to prepare my last meal. See, that would never happen. Never, never happen. But I, I guarantee there have been requests for like famous... Chefs to come in, come along and knock up some meals for them. Oh yeah, I think from my last meal, it's either going to be a uh, a curry or a typical English roast dinner, followed by Christmas cake because you've got to have Christmas cake. <laughs> Mid- middle of July, of Christmas cake, please. That means I have to make a Christmas cake for me. A little substitute. Here's yeah. a mint. <laughs> I didn't want a mint. <laughs> uh, uh, Pirate Dave eighty nine on Twitter. He also turned around and said he he'll have anything as long as it's served with tea. And too right, you have to have tea. That's why he'll never be on death row because he's just so accommodating. Yeah, there we go. Unless someone doesn't give him the tea one day, and then he snaps and. Oh, uh, Jonathan Warven said he'd have reheated homemade lasagna and skinny chips with extra salt and vinegar washed down with an ice-cool lager. Now, I read in a couple of these links that we're giving out that beer isn't normally served, only because they... can't normally have alcohol. Yeah, because they they don't want people wasted being dragged towards the the death chair. But then again, one beer is not going to get people shit-faced, is it? I don't know if they've been in if they haven't had it for years, they may be very low tolerance and I don't know, I don't know. I think they might grant them at least one bottle of lager or something, just something cheap and nasty. yeah, go on, have that. <laughs> I'd obviously refuse that and have tea. there you go. uh the last one I've got here is uh Scott Redman. he said. Giant ribeye steak, baked potato with everything except sour cream and broccoli. Devil's food cake for dessert. Now kill me. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. There's a lot of foods I like. I was thinking about that and then thinking, well, it depends on the time of day. What haven't I had in forever? That kind of sucked to, to hear that. Well, I mean, it's obviously the people being executed, but the place where you have to have something from the menu the rotating menu of 28 days you figure you've probably been in prison for several years so there's nothing special about like oh I'll have have the Tuesday special yeah yeah you've had everything on there that's my favorite stuffed peppers again okay (laughs) grilled cheese yeah it's you know not that they deserve something special but see it's a toss up though isn't it it's every Every life, you know, is is sacred anyway, really, isn't it? But you you let's take the worst case scenario. You've got a a person who's murdered some children, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. But it's happened, 
and there are people that have done that. Now, do they obviously set down by law, they get the same rights, but really, at the back of your head, you're thinking, well, you don't really deserve your last meal, mate. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's hard. It's, mm, it's hard. Anyway, I've, I've decided on mine. Yeah, curry and Christmas cake. There we go. With <laughs> with tea. Two sugars. I'm I'm thinking I would go for a, a big breakfast, like a uh, some French toast, warm syrup, big uh, Western omelette with, with potatoes. Okay. Some nice breakfast rolls. I'm getting hungry sweet now. Sweet bread. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's probably a good spot to end it then for today. Okie dokie. As we close out Season Series 2, we'll be back with the next chapter of an apotheosis of a bombast yeah. in about a week. Make sure you do follow us on Twitter, Elton McManus or SHC1970. Go to the Facebook page, visit the links, leave us information, interact with us. Go to the actual website, bombastpodcast.podbean.com and uh, keep listening. We'll be back. Tell a friend. Tell two. We'll enjoy. We'll go. I'm actually really hungry now. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> hungry as well. I'm going to go have a meal and it won't be my last. What about a, a moral? Enjoy your last meal? I think that's probably a good one. Okay, let's finish on that then. All right. Enjoy your last meal, guys. And enjoy <laughs> your meals. And I'll, I'll see you later, I suppose. Yep. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Ta-da. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.